Well, it's been a really awesome day so far, and just really talking about this path that we're all on. Uh, This is the second week of moving along the path to becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ. And uh, we wanted to do this song because so often we idealize this idea that, you know, we start following Christ and it's like, you know, no detours, no left or right turns. But the truth is, uh, we're human and uh, we learn by experience. And uh, we learn by experience by making mistakes. And as we are going along and, and hopefully we can bypass a lot of these mistakes by being uh, involved in biblical community to having people who may be farther along the path and us taking an active interest in others who may be just beginning their journey. Last week we talked about uh, going from just being merely a spectator of the Christian faith to uh, being an active participant, uh, active follower of Christ. Um, And this week, uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about what does it really mean to be part of a biblical community? What does it mean to be connected in a local church? And what does that look like? And uh, I've been really thinking about this and and wondering, you know what, being part of a body is is so much more than just just showing up. And uh, there's this this component of of disconnectedness that that it seems like it's an epidemic, not only in the church, but in the American culture. That we're we're so disconnected from one another, and we're we're so busy, and we and as we've gone along, we've we've lost this uh, this this personal connection with one another that's vital to our lives. And as I was reading scripture, uh, I came across First John chapter three, which is going to be kind of our launch scripture uh, for for this evening. And I wanted to read it to you. John's talking about. This idea of love. Starting in verse 11, he says, This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. And it's interesting, here he, he opens up, but then he quickly goes over and he talks about what love is not. He goes to the antithesis of love. He goes to hate. And I want you to listen really closely to what how he talks about hate because I think that that's going to, uh, open up the doors for us to truly understand what what love not not romantic love but but love for our brothers and sisters in Christ is. It says we must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you, don't, and you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, 
Let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to truth. So we confidently will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And then finally, he closes with this. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of, the son, of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commands remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. And as I read that and, and uh, I, I hit, I put it into my word processor and, and typed in, you know, I controlled F, which is the find feature. And uh, I said bold love because it seemed like there was a lot of love talk in there. And uh, my, my, my paper uh, on screen lit up with seven different times that John says love here. That this is a, an important theme of what, what he's trying to talk about and, and, and really trying to have us get. And I was in a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and we were really talking about, you know, what are we meant to be about as followers of Christ? And, and I was talking about when Jesus was um, trying to be tricked by the Pharisees, and, and he said, look, here's the most important commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love people. And I started thinking, wow, you know what? If Jesus said this is the most important thing, love God, love people, love God, love people, and here again we're reminded, love God, love people. How much time and effort do we actually putting, put into loving God and loving people? I mean, we may put a lot of effort into, into loving God, but really how much effort do we put in loving people? And the scary thing is Jesus says it's equal. I mean, that always blows me away when he says it's equal. You can't say I love God and not love people. And then it's just ratcheted up a whole nother step when he starts talking about those who are, that you do life with and who you call brothers and sisters in Christ. And God is... Let me see over the past seven days, three different occurrences of, of people living this out. And I'm going to share with the, those with you tonight. Um, but the first one, I uh, actually invited her to be here because uh, last Sunday, I thought, wow, what a beautiful picture. What, a, what actually a, a vivid illustration of what John was talking about. And if we could just get this right, this place would just be leap or years or whatever, way down the path in figuring out how we love people. So I want you to uh, invite or welcome Joy as she comes up and talks with us a little bit. Well, good evening. Good evening. Well, when I called you this week, 
and it wasn't until today that I didn't give you any context on why we were going to be speaking together today and then we were going to be talking and that became really evident uh, at 9.30 this morning that you had no idea why you were up here, and uh, <laughs> which I thought was really, really cool and we got to uh, really talk about, and you thought it was about something totally different and uh, it wasn't, And I, but I also think that that the principle of loving people, especially people that we don't even know yet, uh, uh, that that's something that you just do. And uh, uh, I just really wanted to talk about that and uh, and how big of an impact it had in your li- life, somebody loving you before they knew you, and uh, how you've been kind of paying that forward. Um, so tell me about last Sunday. Uh, I had several people comment about about you doing this, by the way, and uh, people are watching you. Isn't that I, freaky? I've noticed that. Yeah. I've, I've had that uh, said to me a few times. Yeah, no, and, it was and, it and was really like, cool. Wow. And, and, <laughs> and uh, I know you guys have no idea what we're talking about, but isn't it sad that that like this what you did was like such a like wow that was really cool, even though it was really cool, but it was like so unusual that it was like. Oh my gosh, come up, let's talk about it. Oh, well, okay. You guys want to yeah. know what we're talking about? Yeah, we'll let you in on our conversation. So what happened last Sunday? Um, well, last Sunday, uh, I decided that I wanted to work at the Pathways booth because I like meeting people. Um, I enjoy being around people. And, you know, it just it's a great way to, you know, get to know folks. And as I was at the Pathways booth, I watched this beautiful young lady walk through the door and, and she did this, you know, she's looking around and, and I just knew that this was her first time here. So I struck up a conversation with her and um, sure enough, it was her first time. She'd heard about E3, she checked out the website. Um, she's from Fort Myers, she's a student coming up here for grad school. We just kept the conversation going and uh, I noticed that it was the band was getting on stage and I said, hey, you know, why don't you sit with me? I wanted to buddy up with her because I knew that she was here, she was checking us out, she was looking for a spiritual home. I know what it's like to come here and not know anybody. And, you know, I just wanted to make it a little easier for her, a little warmer and show love. Yeah. <laughs> and what you'll see is what we're talking about tonight is, is when we show love, a lot of times we're paralyzed by thinking, oh, I have to show this great act of, of kindness. But really, it's just being aware of your surroundings and acting on it. I mean, if you think about how we put on blinders every day and uh, being from Los Angeles, this is really uh, like we are kind of trained. I remember when I was a young man walking the streets of Hollywood and one of the first times when I was with my brother and I was on Melrose and he says, don't look at anybody in the eye. And I'm like, why? And he's like, they'll kill you. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so, you know, you, you just notice, you know, if you, if you ever go to Los Angeles, you'll notice nobody, especially in the city, nobody looks at each other. Uh, it's just because you're just in your own world. And I remember when I was 17 years old, I came and visited my brother and uh, we were driving down to uh, uh, Panama City Beach for spring break. From California? Well, no, we were. I was visiting them on the <laughs> on the on the East Coast, and uh, what experience that was. But but when I was um, 
when I was coming, when we were driving in, we, we came into uh, Alabama, I think we were going, one of these southern states we were driving into, and, and this guy waved at us. <laughs> I said, Russ, my brother, pull over the car. That guy just flipped us off. Let's beat him up. And he's all, he didn't flip us off. And I'm like, yeah, he did. I saw him. He's all, no, he waved at us. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know him? No. I don't know him. You sure? You know, I just, I figured he was going too fast or something like that. But, you know, we, we go through life and we, you know, we, we think of things in our own context and, and we don't notice this, this, our, our surroundings. And sometimes that's a protection mechanism. Sometimes that's just because we're so burdened. And when we do that, and we fall into that, and we don't, we're not aware of what God has put around us, we miss amazing opportunities. And I think that this is one that, you know, definitely uh, we're talking about is you had the opportunity to connect with somebody, to make them feel loved and, and welcome. And I, I want you to share with what, with everyone, really where that kind of came from and, and your experience, your first experience coming here and on the other side of that and receiving that. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I don't know if a lot of you know my story, but uh, I'm a new believer, very new. Um, I did not have any experience with Jesus Christ or God Almighty. And you'll hear me say that, God Almighty, because I came from a background of, from paganism and... Uh, you know, I was pretty broken by the time I showed up at E3. And I came the first day just strictly out of curiosity because someone had been sharing their Christ experiences with me. And, and they were really drawn to this place. And, you know, I wanted to check it out. I wanted to see what the spiritual draw was. And I knew it didn't look like a traditional church. It had it looked like a traditional church. I doubt I would have been brave enough to even think about coming here. But I got to the parking lot, and I started walking in, and I got to the sidewalk the church is actually on, and I just hit this, this wave of energy. And it, I know that was God. It had to be because, you know, I, I, was, I was like, this is God's house. You know, it just was what I knew. And it, I felt like I needed to make peace with your God before I came in because uh, I just was a little off balance and I went out to my van and I'm you know I'm like God please just let me go in there I'm not gonna do anything I just wanna I wanna observe I, I wanna see what it's all about just let me go in there I came in but I was so afraid I was really frightened I, I was anxious I was scared coming from my background I just didn't think I'd fit in and I figured I wouldn't be accepted and yet I wanted to come anyway so I got to the bench and I just sat down. It was as far as I could go. And there was a door over there and a door there. And I felt like, okay, this is cool. This is where I'll be. Um, I can see what's going on. I can watch people. And Justin noticed me right away and uh, came right on over smiling. And, hey, I'm Justin. And I was like, oh, I've been spotted. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he just struck up a conversation with me, and he was so friendly. And, you know, and it's the cutest little story because he, you know, he goes, well, what church do you go to? And I'm like, I don't go to church. And he goes, oh, well, um, tell me about your spiritual path. And I go, I'm pagan, and tell me, what elements do you work with? And he goes, faith, authenticity, and emerging culture. And I was like, whoa, 
That's not air, earth, fire. That's, that's <laughs> you know, but that's okay, you know. And he sat down with me. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I would have stayed. But the fact that he carried on a conversation with me and, and seemed interested in me and, and actually sat down with me, tried to get me out here, but this was as far as I was willing to go. And it was fine with him. He just sat with me where I was at. And I know in my heart and soul that that played an important part for me because I felt welcomed. And I came back, and every time I came back, you know, Justin was, he saw me, and he just noticed me each time I came back, the handful of times I came back. And, and I was like, why did he notice me, you know? Why am I important? And, and it just really started that way. And I kept coming back because I felt love here. I needed to feel loved. I didn't feel loved, but I felt love here. And I just wanted to bask in it, I guess. And I kept coming back, and well, you know the rest of the story. Yeah, and I mean, the, the neat thing about this is, and again, Joy just uh, connecting with somebody yet, uh, last Sunday or Justin connecting with her. You know, people, are, people come here seeking out who God is and uh, maybe wanting to discover if, if he cares about them or uh, what, what he would want, what vision he has for their life. And we have this opportunity, this intersection uh, on our paths to connect with somebody and, and in the smallest way, really show them love. And uh, that can make a huge difference. And uh, the cool thing about, you know, joy uh, is like because of that, and we don't know what would have happened, but here, be, her staying here, we've been able to see her uh, become a follower of Christ, that we got to uh, uh, join her in her baptism. We've seen her growing, and now we're seeing her uh, reaching out and, and loving other people. And uh, I don't want us to be paralyzed by thinking we have to do these huge acts of, you know, love and kindness. I mean, really, the smallest things uh, can be an amazing impact in, in people's life. And I just wanted to thank you for uh, sharing your story with us. Thank you so. for giving me the chance to share. Cool. <laughs> We wanted to take a minute and just kind of respond and allow you to really uh, think about uh, what Joy was talking about and really uh, in the context of thinking, you know what, what, what can be my role? This, this week, if you're involved in a growth group, a MAP growth group, if you're not, we want to encourage you to sign up. It's not too late and get involved with one. But, but really, the, really, truly, yeah, the... I can't love everybody and connect with everybody. Eric can't love everybody and connect with anybody. And even if we could, that's not the way that, that Christ has set up the church. That, that we all need to be aware of our surroundings and, and aware that people are coming here. We need to love them before we even know them. And make sure that no one has to navigate community alone here. And that it should be unthinkable that somebody would have to sit by themselves when they come here. That, that we should be actively looking for those who, who are seeking not only God, but seeking authentic community. So as 
we uh, sing this next song, I also want you in your, in your mind to really think about, about, well, how is I as an individual, how can I begin to be aware of my surroundings and show people love? You guys can uh, take a seat if, if you want. Um, as John starts this packet passage, and uh, he starts talking about hate. And, you, and I don't want to spend too long on this, on this idea, but it was important to John and, and that, that we open up the discussion about love with hate. And I think that there's a reason behind it that it'll lead us to understanding love for one another all the more. If you really think about the root of hate, where, where do you think it comes from? And just you can yell it out, like just ideas. The devil? Maybe, uh, how about an emotion or something like that? Or, or an, an jealousy, yeah, jealousy. And that's why... Fear and jealousy. Anybody else? Pain. Doubt. Denial. Love that's died, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you think, and then think about the context of, you know, why did Cain kill his brother? Jealousy, right. And, and jealousy comes in, and where does really jealousy come from? What is that, that root kind of, if you really drill down on that it really comes down to and we talked a little bit about it last week greed and where does greed come from drill even deeper selfishness that's it i mean really bless you the 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 pathway that uh that means something coming from a pastor uh Strike that from the record. Uh, I mean, think of it. Uh, you think about selfishness and and that that path that that takes you on. When you're selfish, you know it, it leads to jealousy because why? That 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 dark thing inside you is saying that that should be mine. That accolade should be mine. That car, not well. If the car should be mine, the, uh, uh, the that house should be mine. That guy or that girl should be mine. That position should be mine. And then you have that jealousy, and that and that blossoms into you know this you know hatred or dislike or something like that. And and I mean that's really really you know scary. So it can lead to all sorts of terrible things. So you think the other side of that, if, if hate really is, is based in selfishness, then what is love? Selflessness, yeah. Sacrifice. That's what I came up with, sacrifice. That, that, that really is the, is the tangible sign of love. That you can't, Love unless you've sacrificed. I mean, really, our whole faith is based on the idea of sacrifice. That Jesus sacrificed being in heaven in perfect community and coming to be and walk this earth with us. And he sacrificed his life so that we would have the opportunity 
to connect with our Heavenly Father. And if you really think about even Joy's story, you know, even this this small act of, of love, but important act of love, she had to sacrifice. She had to leave her post at the Pathways booth, which was the right decision. Because you always need to put people in front of things. That she, she has lots of friends here. That she's found community here. People, some people that you know, she doesn't get to see on a regular basis. And this is kind of the town square and being able to connect with people. She had to sacrifice that time that she wanted, I'm sure, to go and be with somebody that, that she had never met. And when she did that, she was identifying with God because God is a giver and she gave of her time. She sacrificed her wants and her desires. And because she did that, somebody experienced love and she got to give love. And I think that that puts into context the, the rest of what we're looking at. And I just want to just give a couple of think pieces because really I don't want to come to any solutions here. But as you go into your growth groups this week, I'm really hoping that, that this week really changes the course of our community and that, that we ratchet up this idea of what it means to be a, a, a loving biblical community. The one thing that I think that hits me right in the middle of the eyes is uh, in verse 14 when, when John says this, if we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves, and if you have your Bibles open, you might want to underline that or circle it. Uh, in the New Testament, this whole idea of proof is very, very rare. So when it's, when under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, somebody writes, look, do this because it proves that you are with Christ. You should probably pay attention. And he's saying here, it proves that we have passed from death into life, but a person who has no love is still dead. And that, that made me really think, it's like, wow, you know what, if, if we're sitting there and we're not we're not showing, we're not tangibly showing love, and we're not tangibly being the, the mouth or the hand or the person that Christ has designed us to be, then either we're squashing that or maybe, and this is the scary thing, maybe we're, we don't have that life in us to begin with. Then he talks about, look, in 16, we know what real love is because we have this model, because Jesus gave his life for us. <laughs> Jesus not only gave up of his time and, and what his personal preferences was, he gave up his life so we'd have the opportunity to be with God. And this whole idea of he sacrificed. And if we are to be fully devoted followers of Christ, maybe we need to rearrange how we look at things. Maybe we need to take our blinders off and be aware of the world that God has put us around us, around us. That that maybe we need to stop being selfish with our, our time and, and our friends and say, you know what? I need to sacrifice some of these things 
maybe just a few minutes to invite somebody along the journey with us. And he goes on in, in 18, he says, look, don't just say we love one another, but let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. And I wanted to share two other things that I believe that God allowed me to witness this week of people living out this idea of sacrifice and by sacrificing, loving and truly being part of not only our local church, this E3, but also the body of Christ. One was somebody in our community, their, their car got hit by a drunk driver. They weren't in it. They were, they were fine. But um, uh, it's going to be a couple of weeks until they're able to get that all put together and everything, and they didn't have a car. And uh, uh, they, were, they let some people know, hey, what happened? And somebody in our community rearranged some things and, and said, hey, I can get you uh, to have a car uh, in, the, in the meantime and really, really helped them out. And again, huge thing. I mean, it's a big thing, but is it, is it going to change the course of history? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, who knows? But did that show sacrifice? Did that show love? Did that really, is that an example of what it means to be part of the body of Christ? I, I think so. I think that's a beautiful picture of it. Another thing that uh, somebody who actually goes to E3 and a, a fellow follower of Christ who goes to uh, another church uh, was sharing a prayer request about how he's trying to catch all these extra jobs because uh, he's been having to send his kids to school with uh, crackers and peanut butter. And... Uh, that person went out of their way to uh, make sure, like went, and he didn't ask for anything, but he said, look, I, I have some money and I'm going to give it to you so your kids don't have to go hungry. And again, it wasn't a huge amount of money, but it was enough to get them through. And that they're, you know, and all of these little acts, they, they add up. And, and all it merely takes is for us to be aware. And I just want to uh, talk about in verse 20, uh, or excuse me, in uh, yeah 20, it says, Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. And He's talking about, you know, as we come in and, and how we're not to feel guilty. And, but really, talking about love is so much greater than a feeling. Love is more of a commitment than it is a feeling. And if you think about it, as, as you think about what we've been called to do and the things that are good for us, we rarely feel like doing them. And think about it. I... I rarely feel like eating Brussels sprouts and, and uh, you know, broccoli and everything. I much, I prefer to eat, you know, carbs, fat, and sodium, also known as pizza. Uh, you know, given, given the choice, really, I mean, 
if I didn't have a commitment to bringing glory to God and worshiping God with my strength, you know, I, I, w- I, would, just, I would just eat whatever I want. I don't feel like working out. But I've made a commitment to do that. I don't feel a lot of times like reading my Bible, but I've made the commitment that I'm going to be in God's Word every single day. I don't feel like many times even talking to God, praying. But I've made a commitment that I'm going to be in constant communication with my Father. And again, none of these things are huge in themselves. But I think it's very telling of what it's going to take for us to be truly a loving community. Because we're not always going to feel like being a loving community. We're not always going to individually feel like being aware and loving others. That's why we have to make a commitment to do that, a commitment to love those who are here and who are not here and those who share our faith. And then again, he reminds us in the last two verses in 23 and 24, love God, love people. Once again, love God, love people. Is that encompass the whole, you know, the whole thing? No. But you know what? If we can get that right, we're a heck of a lot farther down the path than if we didn't have those two things. Will you guys pray with me? Dear God, I just pray that we can think about these things. We can think about what it means to be selfish and that in those areas of our life that we've been selfish, that uh, we will turn from that. That we will actively pursue, look at times and be aware of things around us and be willing to sacrifice for others. That may be money, that may be time, that may be just our, our friendships, maybe inviting somebody else into our path or along our journey. God, I just pray as the growth groups happen this week, I'm so excited to see what they come up with on how we can tangibly be the hand of Christ, how we can tangibly show that people matter to you and it matters to you that we seek out those who matter to you. We love you, Lord.